Well, hello there. This is Evangelist Timothy Gruber here at the Word of the King. The Holiness Bibles for the Blind. Ecclesiastes chapter 8 verse 4 tells us that where the Word of the King is, there is power. We may say unto him, What doest thou? And today, on the Word of the King, uh, my brother Jay Wolfgang is going to bring forth a message to you straight from the infallible, inerrant, perfect, preserved Word of God. Uh, I pray now may the incredible seed of the Word of God which lives in Nevada forever by the power of the Holy Spirit minister to your soul. Tonight I want to get into my own personal testimony. Now, uh, first off, the preacher can't see the one on his arm. He ain't going to be pressing the buttons to find out what it says. And he sure enough can't see the one on the wall. Now, and you all start looking, and I hear you mumbling about the time. We're going to add 30 minutes to the message. All right? So, uh, Root, don't be looking at the clock on the wall. Got it? Oh, you got your cake in the oven while it's toast. Now, it's toast, all right? It's definitely a charcoal briquette. I heard you like charcoal briquettes anyway. I want to make sure that you're not asleep, so that's why I want you to respond, okay? Uh, see, if, if, if all I hear out of you is that strange thing that comes up out of your throat, that comes roaring up out of your mouth, you know, when you get your head leaning, you know, I'm going to help you out here. When you get, the, you get your head leaning down, and, and, and you go, and that strange noise that comes up out of your throat, and that's the only response I hear from you. I know something's wrong. Okay, now I'm going to begin part three, where we kind of left off in part two. We were just at the point where Gloria Massey had been dealing with me, and we had just finished where I had just made the excuse of having the previous day quote-unquote, well, I had a backache. And she was ready to give a response, which we couldn't get to because of the time factor in part two. So now we're going to continue my testimony here in part three, where we ended it in part two, and I know most of you all were ready to say rats. Well, now it's time to continue that part where I just finished with the excuse of me having a backache and we're going to continue now here in part three. Ah, okay. You coming tonight? Yeah, I guess I can make it. Tuesday night, she went to a revival meeting. I didn't go. Wednesday morning, where were you? Uh, I had something else I had to take care of. I had too much homework. She says, well, you ain't going to have too much homework tonight. I said, why? She says, you're coming even if I have to drag you by your hair or your head. I don't care if you're nude. You better get ready because if you ain't, I'm dragging you in the nude, buddy. I'm tired of your excuses. I know that's what you're doing. You're coming. <laughs> she got bold. <laughs> she said, you're coming, buddy. I don't care. I'm tired of your excuses. I know you're lying. So you're coming. That's it. So I said, okay. I'm coming. <laughs> And mind you, uh, this is the kind of girl you didn't want to mess with. This girl had muscles the size of my leg, okay? That that was her upper arm, man, you, the size of my upper leg, okay? That was her upper arm, okay? And, and this girl could bench press at least uh, almost about 600 pounds, okay? You, did, you didn't want to mess with this girl, okay? Uh, you, you didn't want to meet her on a dark night. 
she'd show you how the cow ate the cabbage. So, went to this revival meeting over at Columbus, Ohio. And I'm sitting there like, oh, Lord, do I got to put up with this? Preacher gets up, his message. Lord, I'm coming home. And I'm going to share with you the text that very preacher shared with me and with the rest of that congregation. It's about the prodigal son, okay? And we're going to have Brother Tim, you're going to read that scripture for us tonight, okay? St. Luke, chapter 15, verses 11 through 32. Jesus speaking, and he said, A certain man had two sons. And the younger of them said to his father, Father, give me the portion of goods that fall to me. He divided unto them his living. And not many days after, the younger son gathered all together and took his journey into a far country, and there wasted his substance with riotous living. And when he had spent all, there arose a mighty famine in that land, and he began to be in want. And he went and joined himself to a citizen of that country, and he sent him into the, his fields to feed swine. And he would fain have filled his belly with the husk that the swine did eat, and no man gave unto him. And when he came to himself, he said, How many hired servants of my father's have bread enough and to spare, and I perish with hunger? I will arise and go to my father and will say unto him, Father, I have sinned against heaven and before thee, and am no more worthy to be called thy son. Make me as one of thy hired servants. And he arose and came to his father. But when he was yet a great way off, his father saw him and had compassion and ran and fell on his neck and kissed him. And the father said unto him, Father, I have sinned against heaven and in thy sight, and am no more worthy to be called thy son. But the father said to his servants, Bring forth the best robe, and put it on him, and put a ring on his hand, and shoes on his feet. And bring hither the fatted calf, and kill it, and let us eat and be merry. For this my son was dead, and is alive again. He was lost, and is found. And they began to be merry. Now his elder son was in the field, and as he came and drew nigh to the house, he heard music and dancing. And he called one of the servants and asked what these things meant. And he said unto him, Thy brother is come, and thy father hath killed the fatted calf, because he hath received him safe and sound. And he was angry and would not go in. Therefore came his father out and entreated him. And he answering said to his father, Lo, these many years do I serve thee, neither transgressed I at any time thy commandment. And yet thou never gavest me a kid, that I might make merry with my friends. But as soon as this thy son was come, which hath devoured thy living with harlots, Thou hast killed for him the fatted calf. And he said unto him, Son, thou art ever with me, and all that I have is thine. It was meet that we should make merry and be glad, for this thy brother was dead, and is alive again, and was lost, and is found. Now, let's take note of what it's saying here. Just as that preacher said, I want to relate to you. That young man... He had it all. He had his father. He was with his father. He had everything. And he said, Daddy, give me what's mine. Daddy, give it to him. And he ran off. And he took that money, ran off, spent it all. And what did he do with that money after he spent it? He ended up hungry. So he went, got himself a job. 
Well, that's fine. I have nothing wrong with anybody getting a good job. <laughs> I've had a few myself. And then, when the job wasn't enough to take care of just his basic needs, he got hungry. He got to the end of his rope. And you've heard people talk about being at the end of the rope. He realized, look, all I had, if I just went back home, my dad's workers have it better than I've got it at this job. My dad's workers, my dad's employees got it better than this. So he got his head out of the sand. He started to walk back home. He didn't even get back home all the way. He just he got he didn't even get down the end of the block. He wasn't even four blocks down the road. He was so far down the road that his dad barely could see him, but his dad knew it was him. Even as dirty, scummy, filthy, nasty as he was, hair all messed up, you could guarantee he hadn't had a haircut. You guarantee he, his clothes was not clean. His face was dirty. Remember, he was in the pig pen. So you guarantee he hadn't had a chance for a bath. But his father saw him. And it says his father ran to him. And his father didn't just come up to him and stop 10 feet away and say, Ew. I gotta plunk my nose because the stench that pig pen. Ew. I can't stand this. Ew. Now, the father ran all the way and then went further to put his arms around that errant son, held him, and said, This is my son. Still called him a son. Before the son could even get the apology out of his mouth, called him his son. Everything that Gloria Massey had said to me, despite what everything Gloria Massey had said, that part was so powerful to me, I, I just couldn't take it. God started to use that. The fact that the father ran and put his arms around that man, as bad off as he was, right there. Now think about it. If you're out there lost right now, you're just like that man. Dirty, filthy, the Bible says, we're all as unclean rags. All our righteousness is unclean rags. Just like that pig, that guy who was in the pig pen, you're just as nasty. But yet, God the Father comes, he sees you afar off, and if you're willing to come to him and take those first few steps, he's willing to run to you, run to you, and put his arms around you. He doesn't care what you're like. And so he puts his arm, he put his arms around him. Didn't care about the smell and the stench. And you could guarantee some of that slop just fell off on the father. <laughs> you can imagine that. And he called him his son. And then he went further to say, when he, and the son said his apology, 
And he said, I mean, the apology, did, it went right over the father's head like it said, well, so what? The son said, take me on as a hired servant. The father, it, it went right over his head. You notice that? You don't notice the father saying anything in reply to that apology. He said, instead, bring hither the finest robe, robe put it on him. You notice the ring he's talking about? You know what that ring is? Go back in the days of the Bible. Every father gave a son a ring that, said, that had a seal in it that said, this is my son. It had a seal that said, this is my son. It was a, a, a family seal. He was basically saying, this is my son. Give him the ring that says, this is my son. This is my heir. He was giving him back his airship. Give him a robe. Give him good clothes. Give him the ring. And on top of that, let's have a party. <laughs> and what? Not with leftovers, but with the best. The fatted calf, the very best. The father had literally saved the fatted calf for him knowing that he was going to come back. Isn't that something? Why? The other son had been there all this time. He knew that. Because later when the other son complains, he said, you've had everything all along. Why didn't you just take it? The fact was, the younger son, the, the one that ran away, he knew would come back someday. But see, there's a difference. I learned. See, there was a battle as I was standing there during that service that went on in my heart. As it does in every person who ever got saved, there's always a battle. And I want to point this out because it went on in my heart. Luke 11, 21 to 26. Ruth, you're going to read this. It went on in my heart as it happened with me. When a strong man armed keepeth his palace, his goods are in peace. But when a stronger than he shall come upon him and overcome him, he taketh from him all his armor, wherein he trusteth, and divideth the spoils. He that is not with me is against me, and he that gathereth not with me scattereth. When the unclean spirit is gone out of a man, he walketh through dry places, speak, seeking rest, and finding none. He saith, I will return unto my house whence I came out. And when he cometh, he findeth it swept and garnished. Then goeth he, and taketh to him seven other spirits more wicked than himself, and they enter in and dwell there. And the last state of that man is worse than the first. So, what happened was just as it did in Luke eleven twenty two. See, Luke eleven twenty one was me at first. I had the old strong man, and he had hold of this palace, just like any person who was so-called lost, just as anybody who's lost. 
But 24 to 26 talks about a person who gets profession and no possession. But if you look at verse 23, Jesus made it plain you only got one of two choices. It's him or it's the devil. So verse 22, he came in and he took over the strong man. <laughs> and standing there that night, that <laughs> that song leader, he had, you know, he him and that preacher was in cahoots somewhere. Got up at the end of that service. He decided to sing the very song, Lord, I'm Coming Home. wandered far away from God now I'm coming home the paths of sin too long I've tried now I'm coming home we all know the song okay and so what happened was I'm over there standing there holding on this pew I didn't want to go but the preacher that was there said look he reminded me of this scripture 
Jesus said, if you're offended of me in front of man, I also will be offended of you in front of my father. So I knew that what I had to do was just reel up the white flag and surrender. So I finally said, okay, Lord, it's either you or the devil. It's you or my sin. I didn't care what anyone else had to say, what my friends at the blind school said, what the cliques had to say, what the crowd had to say. I had to make a choice. Finally, the preacher got up and read one more scripture while the invitation's going on. It was found in Revelation chapter 3, 14 to 20. And he pointed out this very point, and that is this. Tim. Revelation chapter 3, starting in verse 14 through 20. And unto the angel of the church of the Laodiceans write, These things saith the Amen, the faithful and true witness, the beginning of the creation of God. I know thy works, that thou art neither cold nor hot. I would thou wert cold or hot. So then, because thou art lukewarm, and neither cold nor hot, I will spew thee out of my mouth, because thou sayest, I am rich and increased with goods, and have need of nothing, and knowest not that thou art wretched and miserable and poor and blind and naked. I counsel thee to buy of me gold tried in the fire, that thou mayest be rich, and white raiment, that thou mayest be clothed, and that the shame of thy nakedness do not appear. And anoint thine eyes with eye salve, that thou mayest see. As many as I love, I rebuke and chasten. Be zealous, therefore, and repent. Behold, I stand at the door and knock. If any man hear my voice and open the door, I will come into him and will sup with him, and he with me. And he said, now, he said, although this is speaking to a church, he said, I want to bring this to you who are lost tonight. He says, for those who are saved, you need to repent. You need to repent and get right with God. Because this is what he, mind you, this is during the invitation, the song going on, Lord, I'm coming home. Okay. Trying to get you this scenario going. And the preacher's taught about Revelation 3, 14 to 20. He says, even though this is for that Laodicean church. And they needed to come back just like the prodigal. He said, but I want to talk to the lost. He said, those that had already asked me, when I asked you to close your eyes, raise your hand. Those of you that had raised your hands and asked for prayer. Now, mind you, we did. And I was one of them. Then he had asked us all to lift our hand, lift our eyes and be standing there with everybody else. Now, and this is what I believe in. Anybody, that, just like that preacher said, if you ain't got the guts to walk up front in front of everybody, you ain't got a real testimony of salvation. Because Jesus said, if you're offended before man, you're, you're offended before the, he's offended for the father of you. 
Hello. Now, you got to have a real testimony, okay? So he sat there, and he said, Now, those of you that are lost, in a way, this applies. He said, Because he said, You also are spiritually blind right now. You need ISAF. You need the robe of righteousness. You need to get that gold tried in the fire, which is Jesus Christ. You need to get that gold. You're going to be tried in the fire when you get saved because you haven't been tried now, but you will be. And he said the thing that really got to me. He said, now look, the fact is Jesus is standing right now and knocking on your heart's door. Are you going to stand there and walk out tonight knowing that tonight you could die in your sleep and go straight to a devil's hell? Or are you going to step out and make the decision that can mean your eternity? Well, finally, I decided to reel up the white flag and surrender. I stepped out. It took courage, but I did. Because I knew that, forget my friends, I knew that once I got back to that dormitory and I said, I got saved, (laughs) that crowd was going to run. I was not going to be too welcomed, but hey, at least I knew I had Jesus. So, but the best part is, guess what happened when I got saved? The minute I got saved, something happened. Not only did I get changed on the inside, but something else happened, Tim. You know what the Bible says happened? A party began. And there's a song about that party that began. You know that? Uh, I want you to hear the song about the party that began. Okay, and, 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 and if you want to shout during this song, you shout. Me and Ruth, are pro- since we know this song, we're probably going to sing with it and shout a little bit ourselves, okay? But if you want to shout, you go ahead, because we're going to have a time with this song, okay? Because I guarantee you we're going to definitely have a blast with this one.
Well, now that we've had our little party and got some bad news, though, we are now at the end of the time we have here for part three of my personal testimony here on the Word of the King. But we're going to pick up my personal testimony on part four on the Word of the King next time. So for right now, I am going to turn it in back into the hands of Brother Tim Groover. God bless. Well, we're told, but as many as are the works of the law are under the curse, for cursed. Be everyone that continueth not in all things which are written in the book of the law to do them, we're told in the book of Galatians. Oh, but here it is. But God committed his love toward us, and that while we were yet sinners, Christ died for us. Repent ye, and believe the gospel. That if thou shalt confess with thy mouth the Lord Jesus, and shalt believe in thy heart that God hath raised him from the dead, thou shalt be saved, and the blood of Jesus Christ, God's Son, shall cleanse you from all sin, for if we confess our sins, he is faithful and just to forgive us our sins, and to cleanse us from all unrighteousness. Menial, mortal, sin, whatever you call it, all unrighteousness, God is faithful to forgive those who confess their sins to him through faith in Jesus Christ, his death, burial, resurrection alone, for by grace he is saved through faith, and that not of yourselves, it is the gift of God, not of works, Call upon the Lord today. This is Evangelist Timothy Groover. Till next time, God bless you and yours.